Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 23 of Be With Me. This is the last paragraph in the book of James. It's chapter 5. Um, we're going to talk today about prayer and the power of prayer. And everybody wants to run and answer, just end on the spot immediately, which is, I want the power of prayer. We're very well aware of our problems. And we want to go right to the, the final answer solution. Everybody of us knows that we're sick and suffering uh, some of us are cheerful and merry, um, but I think there's a pretty universal awareness of our sinfulness and our troubledness. Just, you know, open the newspaper. And we want the things that are promised in this passage. Well, here's what's promised. Forgiveness, healing, saving, God raising us up, this great power, the power to cover sin. I mean, who doesn't want that? That's that's easy. But let's listen to the context and to the background of what gets you to that power. Here we go. This is from James chapter 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is, it been, is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death, and will cover a multitude of sins. So we are smack dab in this passage where uh, human beings are confessing their sins to one another. In fact, it's a, it's a, it's asking us to make this a common practice. Well, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because I have pride, and uh, I want to look uh, better than I am. Um, but the, here's the thing: is everybody knows that everybody else wanders. Everybody else knows that everybody else has troubles. So, what if that in itself, my pride, needs needs prayer? What if this practice that they're talking about here, what about the what if the action is a lifeline? What if the environment is a lifeline? That is, what if the practice of this uh, activity of confessing to one another, what about the practice of being in community? What if those are both lifelines? What if this environment, the place is actually uh, a a lifeline. How about uh, being under the protection of the elders and in the authority in the uh, environment of a church? What if that's a protection? What if that's a lifeline for for us? So first of all, let's look at the context here. Here's a good question: Who are the elders over you? I I, I might title this the tyranny of spiritual lone rangerism, the tyranny of spiritual isolationism, because this practice doesn't talk about that. For example, if you're walking down the street and you run into Billy Graham and you think, oh, there's a righteous person, I'll get him to pray for me. That's not the context of this passage. The context of the passage is you're in a church, you're under the eldership, you're in the giftedness of different people. So why do we do that? 
We all know we have uh, problems. We all want power and, and fixing of our problems. But the passage is saying, hey, here's the place where the problems can be fixed. That is in community, under the protection of elders and the authority of the church, with people that have particular gifts and whose practice is one of humility. So that's the environment that he's asking us to get under. So how do we pray? We pray humbly and with confession and with great need. Uh, We pray fervently and desperately, but we are in community. We are under authority. We're under protection. We're in a place. We're with a people who practice certain practices. So how do we bear the spiritual burdens of other? That is, the how do I get the effective prayer of righteous people around me? Well, first of all, you got to get in the presence of righteous people. So that's where you find them. Where do you find them? You find them under the protection of eldership and in the place of the church. So, teaching point, who are the elders over you? That is, put yourself in the path of righteousness, which is under eldership, under the uh, place that the Lord has for this. This is the church, because that's where you're going to find the people. So again, this tyranny of spiritual isolation, uh, what can I do with my body? Will probably get thee to church on Sunday. So there's actually a physical location. And then there's kind of this spiritual location of being in the brothership, uh, being amongst is the word it's it's uh, used here in the New Testament. So there's a heart posture of yielding to community, yielding to leadership, yielding to the giftedness of how the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, is showing um, himself to different people. Humility to ask for, to call for help, to call out with faith. And because I know that you are in the midst, that you are mists, excuse me, and you, me, and we are dusts and we're sinners. So how do I get to the overflowing atonement? How do I get to the the good stuff in this passage? Which is what spiritual atonement, this overflowing spiritual atonement is the righteous prayer of another person that is something someone else does does affects me spiritually, that they can help me spiritually. Well, what is in the context of this? It's in the context of community. It's in the context of authority. It's in the context of humility and needing and requesting and confession. So if you need prayer like this, get in community. If you need prayers like this, get in amidst peoples who are gifted. If you need prayers like this, get under a leadership because that's where the Lord has his protection for you. And that's where his bounteous spiritual gifts are being displayed. So ask with faith and ask with humility. One final thought. Let's say you've had bad experience or some sort of spiritual abuse with authority in the past. So that was yesterday. Here's my encouragement. Today, you have agency over your todays and you have agencies over your tomorrows. So my point is don't let this process that is talked about here, the incredible power and blessings, don't put yourself Uh, because of your past experiences, and I'm not saying that they're not valid and not important, but continue to avail yourself of the answers that are in this passage. Thanks for listening. I hope today that you engage this great power by putting your place, putting yourself in the place of not being spiritually isolated. Thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.